Gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker. I'm gonna grab my water. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode three, a Turner Thanksgiving special. I am Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Hi, everyone. Hello, Beaumont. It's great to have you all back. Uh, We still wanted to do by our listeners and fire out an episode this Thanksgiving week, Uh, so we put a nice little spin on it, and we're having a little Turner Thanksgiving, aren't we, Beaumont? No, we are. It's a quick turnaround. Um, it remind what's the fastest you've had to run on a um, in a airport for a connecting flight? Oh man, I've had to book it for like I was running like Miro last week. <laughs> really? yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've had to run pretty fast. Do you remember what so. airport it was? I don't know. I don't think it was Cincinnati. I feel like it was a connecting flight somewhere, but I don't remember. Mine has been twice in Minneapolis. Oh fuck! Yeah, it has just been having to like book it in like thirty minutes. Show that. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing here this week, uh, and we're gonna start with a little segment that I've kind of developed called, if you recall, uh, as much as I've been saying that on these shows, we're going to use that every week or mostly every week to kick you back to some old school wrestling. And uh, this week's is Thanksgiving themed, and we're going to introduce you to the gobbledygooker, Beaumont, Ooh. which uh, was a... I mean, it, fa- sounds, it sounds like the Tooth Fairy or the Sandy Claus of Thanksgiving. It kind of much. is, yeah. but WWE was kind of building up this narrative with an egg for several weeks. The mystique, the mystery, what's in the egg? In what year are we talking about here? 1990. Okay. So this happened at Survivor Series 1990, Thanksgiving Day, and let's go there right now. <laughs> Keep it there. And I gotta tell you, these great fans here in Hartford, that egg? <laughs> and they've been building that, it up. It's Birdo gonna come out of that? <laughs> that would be tight. So oh man, I would I would do a backflip over this chair onto your bed. Look at Mean Gene. The incubation is over. I love the question marks too, like it's the red light. Yeah. <laughs> egg. Yeah, Mean Gene's tight. Look at This is great it's shit, man. Mean Gene rules. The egg. The egg. What's this Vince McMahon's idea? Like, just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Tell us. Tell us, Gene. I think that egg is ready to blow. <laughs> it's going to blow. Oh, there it goes. There's a gooker. <laughs> it looks like a Muppet. <laughs> it looks like a Muppet. What in the world? <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. It looks like somebody's terrible Muppet Halloween costume. What in the world is this? Everyone's booing. Everyone's booing. No. 
Rooster. That's a geek. What in God? Say, Mean Gene's just killing it. No, Mean Gene's a treat. Yeah, he's as good as a. The gobbledygook. Don't tell him. You gotta be kidding me. What an outrage. <laughs> what you want him to do? Come, 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 come. Yeah, how great is this? That was 1990. <laughs> how about that? No, that was wonderful, man. Like that, I don't know. Like this is why we do shit like this. Yeah, this is why wrestling. So that's wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Textbook definition, connotation. All right, Bo, let's go to the November 25th Thanksgiving Eve edition of AEW Dynamite. And it kicked off with our dream match, didn't it, Poppy? Hangman Adam Page against John Silver. First uh, action or first time he's even been seen since his loss to Kenny at full gear. And uh, Hangman defeated John Silver in what was a great back and forth match, Bo. Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was... Uh... A good showing. First of all, very excited the day before because they just dropped that the match was happening. Yeah, we then, heard it on Tuesday and got real pumped. Yeah, which I think really kind of charged things up. And um, real another, hungry. Yeah, real, real hungry. Ordinarily hungry. And, uh, <laughs> and it was another great showing by Silver. And I didn't know, you mentioned this during the match, that he was an actual jobber until recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time yeah. jobber of the Dark Order. Now he's the leader. Yeah, I he, like how they kept referring to him as the Meat Man over and over and even mm -hmm. hyping up Meat Man t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, quick Hangman note, though. Uh -huh. um, he was smiling a lot. He was kind of having a little fun with some of Silver's bullshit. Uh, but when it came down to brass tacks, he got did what he needed to do to get the victory. But it was good to see Hangman smiling, yeah. um, you know, pr presumably on the come up after full gear. We don't know, but I'm interested to see where he goes as well. And if you recall, right after all the Dark Order all came out to try and convince Hangman to join them, and yeah. he didn't flat out say no. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a very interesting developing story as we go along. It, 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 it totally will be, yeah. And uh, again, Silver, this time, like you said, eventually is going to come. But yeah, big question, is Hangman going to join the Dark Order? I mean, I guess plot-wise it would kind of make things interesting. But I mean, you know. So I made a reference on Twitter last night, and if you don't follow us at Brain Buster Boys, uh, about, so in WWE, Daniel Bryan did a thing where he was feuding with the Wyatt family, and he ended up joining them only to turn on them, but it uh, worked out well. I'm thinking Hangman could do a similar thing where maybe he joins briefly, gets indoctrinated, turns on him. But regardless, going to be a great storyline to follow as we go along. So after that, we got a Kenny Omega, the cleaner promo with Alex Marvez backstage, back. Kenny with his uh, weird-looking suit. Just didn't really look right on him, but the sunglasses looked great. And uh, this was a pretty strong promo from Kenny. 
It looked like Kenny, you know, um, cufflinks. It looked like all of his buttons were cufflinks. <laughs> you know, like one of those ones you get for like prom or some shit. I but, saw uh, someone on Twitter meant called it a TJ Maxx suit. <laughs> oh man, he was. He, I wonder if he knows Conan O'Brien because they're both fairly Max. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I thought it was an all right promo. Um, I thought the my dad can beat up your dad thing was a little lame. You know, I thought it was, you know. It was kind of lame, but it was funny when it just at the end, he's like, my dad would beat the shit out of your dad. Yeah. uh, You know, last week was Kenny's episode. This week was Moxley's episode. I think that's how you can hash it out. Yep, for sure. All right. uh, Match number two, the rebranded powerhouse Hobbs, now that he's joined Team Taz defeats Lee Johnson pretty quickly. A little bit of a squash match here. Uh, But, yeah, powerhouse Hobbs doing what he needed to do. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Taz was back on commentary, um, you know, and he was a lot more himself. He kind of popped and was a lot more exciting, unlike last week. Uh, You know, the gun club, I think that's when we first noticed that they were around the ring. Yeah. Um, And they were kind of – they've been – they're kind of a figure uh, through the rest of this week's Dynamite. Um, And Hobbs kept saying at him, it's just business, it's just business. Yep. You know, and Hobbs has that sneer, you know, that he – Oh, yeah. Kind of half-grin sneer that he really um, sort of teased up. You know, it's, I got to know Hobbs a lot more as a character here, and I thought yeah, the heel, the heel right. version of Hobbs. Mm-hmm. He's uh, yeah. he's going to be blossoming. But Beaumont, the real story here was after the match when Taz yes. told Hobbs to go to the back, and he grabbed the mic, and he starts complaining that the FTW Championship Absolutely. doesn't get its due respect in AEW, and he starts talking, and his microphone gets cut off. Yeah, and he gets another microphone, and that one gets cut off, and he is upset. He's fuming. Steam is coming out of his ears. Going, he's like, "I'm going to go grab a headset. You can't cut that off." And Cody comes out with his headset on, and he's like, "Taz, what are you doing, man? Come on, this you're taking it too far." And they get into a very heated exchange, and this you know ends up being one of the biggest, most intense segments we've seen in quite a while, um, where Cody even says that he you know taz's son hook which is hilarious who we didn't know Um, did you know who hook was no no one did at all nobody nobody knew that he's like my son hook is training to be a wrestler and (laughs) cody drops the line of well yeah but he's not training with you is he he's training with me big plot development right there Taz, like off microphone he's like how could you say that how Uh, could you say that you've crossed the line yeah you called him pathetic you know yeah that's pathetic that's right and then he starts kind of walking away and he chokes Cody out uh, in the, what they call the Taz mission back in the day. Really? He pops it on him, and uh, it was insane. And people came out to break it up. But, wow, this was a very, very heated segment and yeah. really just going to further the rivalry between Team Taz and Cody's nightmare family. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was uh, impressed and excited kind of where that went, you know, because Taz oh, had kind man. of been rising. I think he needed something to come meet him. Yeah. Little- um, and, and now so, you got to feel Hook may be uh, on yeah. his way soon. And hopefully yeah. he's managed by uh, none other than Smee. Oh, he has to be. <laughs> Does that make Cody Peter Pan at this point? Oh, sure. That yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Um, then we have just a quick Eddie Kingston backstage promo. Not going to get too much into it. Hyping up the, the match to come, the main event. 
Yeah. But he did say something about pack being pack pick bing bop boom bop just some stupid well, quick sounded like bike. Hanson's mbop a little bit. It just really uh, got me geeking. Yeah. But one noteworthy thing is John Moxley did show up during this promo. Didn't oh, say yeah. a word. Sized him up. Eddie was just like, "I didn't do it. You know I didn't do it. You know who did it." Blah 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 blah. But just interesting look from Moxley. Yeah, he walks away. Kind of something uh, that needed to happen, but I didn't. Yeah. But but I think everybody, including these characters, knew that Eddie didn't do it. It kind of sure. needed to happen because. Past is behind him now. Yeah, Eddie's yeah, yeah, on yeah. his own shit. But yeah, so that went into the next match, which is the Hybrid Two defeating the newcomers, Top Flight, in what was just a very fast-paced, action-packed match. It was in Top Flight. The Martin brothers did it again, Bo. They looked just great in their encore match yeah. this week after debuting last week in a loss versus the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah definitely knew they were going to lose to the Young Bucks, but wasn't expecting this as as flagrantly. Yeah, this could have um, gone either way for sure. Definitely disappointed with the result because, uh, I don't know, the hybrid two uh, are just definitely not as, like, on the surface cool as as, the, as top flight. You know, I'm still I, 100% in their corner. I was happy the hybrid two won because right. they've been kind of jobbery. They've been on AEW Dark more than Dynamite. But, like, these guys are legit-ass wrestlers, and I just yeah. want to see a little more from them. They've played pretty good heels. And top flight, again, like the John Silver route, they're looking amazing in these losses, and you know the wins are going to come for them. But for now, they're just getting established, yeah. and they're giving a team like Hybrid Two an opportunity to get some good screen time and get a feud going. And after the match, the Young Bucks came out, and yeah. it's starting to look like we may see some Hybrid Two versus Young Bucks action coming up. Which some, some mentorship, I would love to see. you know. I would love yeah. to see that match. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I, I like that. I thought that was a nice touch too. Yeah, good stuff. So then we there was a quick FTR. Uh, video promo with Tully Blanchard, just great stuff, showing the passion, talking about how much the tag titles mean to them and how much they need to have them back. Uh, sounds like they're going to be coming for the Young Bucks sooner rather than later again. Yeah. But definitely, definitely excited to see that rematch. If you caught our episode one, I gave it five stars. And But, yeah, just great, great stuff there from FTR. Yeah. So then we go to the inner circles, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager against – Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian of SCU. A uh, bit of an old man battle here, but it was pretty yeah. good. Uh, Jericho definitely looked a little better um, than he yeah. did full gear. Um, we slow. didn't really talk about this much, but Christopher Daniels has been like another kind of legend in the business, but uh -huh. he's about 50 as well. And really? Jericho and Daniels had never been in a match together ever wow. until last night. So that was an Man. interesting note. Um, but pretty good stuff here. Kazarian looked good. And if you recall, huh, it ended with MJF hitting sucker or hitting Kazarian with the, the diamond ring to get the one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, so some classic heel interference. Yeah. yeah. And then, yes, and, and then, yes, and then yes, um, yes. MJF got clocked at the end of this match, right? Yeah. So yeah, and really he played hit that Kazarian, up. The... Kazarian hit him back. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then, and um, then after, later in a promo, he's like, you sucker punched me. Yeah, and then Scorpio season came out, right, and kind of cleared everything. Cleared every cleared that's everything, right. yeah. Scorpio sky. Yeah, you know, the Scorpio, Scorpio sky. Season. Scorpio season. Oh my god. I am a Scorpio, and we just I oh, feel yeah. like got out of Scorpio season. But yeah, we were um, geeking about it last night because it was like seven or eight people in the ring and one man with a chair, and they just all bolted yeah. immediately. Well, and, and one last thing I want to mention before we move on is uh. Picture and picture came back without superlatives. No world famous, no restaurant quality. Yep. It was the Just, exact same as it was two weeks ago. 
Like, yep. what is this, JR? Like, what Come is on, this Jim. odd trend? Because it is a trend at this point. Especially during Thanksgiving that. week, too. Mm -hmm. Give me some home-cooked picture-in-picture, no, Jim. His, his bag of adjectives um, was conspicuously empty last night. Come on, Jimmy. Uh, they hype up next week. We'll have the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. I'm for that. That's going to be tight. Um, and then we see our guy, Tony Skiavone, out in his salmon pants, uh, getting ready for the Kenny Omega John Moxley contract signing part two, uh, yeah. because uh, part one didn't really go through last week because yeah. Moxley got laid out by the mystery attacker. And this week is flip-flops. Uh, Kenny yeah. comes out first with his classic cleaner entrance now, and he's behind the screen, the silhouette of him, and then all of a sudden there's John right behind him. And the silhouette, John Moxley attacks silhouette Kenny Omega, and they come spilling out the aisle, mm -hmm. and it was just awesome stuff. Yeah. No, I thought that I thought that was really good. And again, um, that silhouette shot is probably artistically the best thing I've seen in AEW. Just kind of with how it tells this story, how like Moxley's figure was just bigger in silhouette, like looming yeah. for him. And then we had. Um, the moment in the ring whenever uh, Moxley laid the belt on the ground and then Kenny reached for it, Moxley stepped on his hands. So both of those things are really great storytelling techniques because they communicate their power dynamic without saying a word. And when you're able to do that visually, I think that's um, pretty successful, effective, and subtle storytelling that makes you feel like you're a smart um, watcher or consumer of stories most definitely and like you said last week Kenny had got the one up on him this week Moxley get it gets mm -hmm. it he cuts a great promo I hope you liked it better than last week's he was getting real I passionate I had to look up the tweet here he said you got to dig down deep in your guts and find the Kenny Omega that everyone thinks you are yeah and he keeps going and at one point he's like god I love this shit because yeah. he's like, we got John Moxley, Kenny Omega, the two best wrestlers in the world. I love, yeah. and you know what, Bill? I love this shit. Yeah. I can't wait for the match. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it. Sure. Uh, but the segment ended with a double paradigm shift from Moxley to Kenny on the belt, and he walked away triumphantly. Yeah. Oh, my blood is rising. Here. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard not to be excited. So it really is. So yeah. then we go to the AEW Women's Championship. Hikaru Shida, and I pointed out it was misspelled in the lower third yeah. graphic. It was spelled Hiraku. Hiraku. Dude, um, <laughs> but, they've been misspelling shit all over the place. Like on Twitter, I don't know if you noticed, um, they uh, had this graphic promoting Top Flight's fight, and uh -huh. they spelled it like Top Fligate, you know, <laughs> like, and they, they got the G and the H round, which makes oh, it yeah. like you actually pronounce those. It was either yeah. Top Fligate or Top Flight this morning. Yeah, shout out Danny Hernandez just followed us on Twitter. Danny lit. Hey, Danny. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. Uh, but Hiraku Shida defeats the Dark Order's Anna J in what was a very face, very fast-paced back and forth. Anna J got a very, very close near fall at the end on a mm -hmm. counter yeah. of Shida's. Uh, I thought Anna J could have won. It really would have shook yeah. things up. Um, but at the end of the day, the champ was too dominant. Sheeta continues her amazing yeah. role she's been on. Um, just want to note, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, that Anna Jay legit has only been wrestling for one year. And I That's think nice. she's only like 22 years old, looks great out there. And I think someone mentioned it on Twitter, like once she can figure out the wrestling part, uh -huh. she's going to be a star. And like each time you see her, she looks better and better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just great stuff, and really looking forward to her future in the Dark Order as well. Yeah, I agree. I think Sheeta is a very Moxley-like champion at this point. 
for sure yeah, has that um, character. Um, I don't think this match was as good as last week's Serena. Dean I don't. I don't Rose either. Match. I don't yeah, either. Last week's women's match was amazing. But back to back weeks, getting some yeah. very solid women's action, though. I love it. And then you know, shout out to Thunder Rosa. You know who I am now. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I didn't think it topped that, but still a good match. And Sheeta, like I said, is a Moxley like, um, good solid central champion. Um, yeah. And this ended with Abaddon returning. Who is you that had the zombie seen. lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Grabbed the belt and licked it. Uh, so it seems that Weird. Abaddon, who's like been it. out with injury, uh, will be here to challenge Cheeto, and that will be an interesting one to follow. Sure. Um, we go back to a very quick Ricky Stalks promo. Uh, looked like they were in like a lobby of a casino or something. Yeah. But it was a weird setting, but he was with Cage and Hobbs, the yeah. meat mountains of Team Taz. Yeah. And just classic great ricky stock shit here yeah. talking about how it's personal just furthering the feud with cody and the nightmare mm-hmm. family but ricky stock's a big favorite here of the bbbs oh yeah yeah and he's definitely the best actor out of all of them because whenever you hear like brian Cage say a few things you know you can tell it's like oh yeah <laughs> you know there's like, a reason Ricky's the one talking more it, than any of them. Other exactly. Than Taz, but, and I mean, yeah. you know, not, not, not to shit on them, but like, you know, it's a credit to Ricky, really. Oh, absolutely. He's absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's absolute Ricky Stalks. Absolutely. Love him. Love him. Can't wait to see more. Mm-hmm. Going into the main event, um, which is built off of last week, we get Butcher in the Blade defeating Pack and Phoenix of the Death Triangle. Um, I actually did call it. I'm like, I think Pack and Phoenix are going to win this unless there's interference. And our main man, Eddie Kingston, who was on commentary, waltzed his way down, got involved. Uh, yeah. I think he hit someone. I don't remember exactly how it went, but they got the one, two, three. Uh, but just good you know, stuff. He, he, Again, he hit um, It was Pack, I think, right? I think you're right. Yeah, you, you, you kicked you Phoenix out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Because further deepening that feud, Pack versus uh, Eddie yeah. Kingston, which is definitely where we're headed. Yeah. Um, beat down after the match, just classic stuff here yeah. from Kingston and his crew. But then, uh, oh yeah, Kingston hit him. Basically, what Moxley did to Kenny, he hit the double DDT on the chair. Yeah. So they really oh. laid his ass out, and then out of nowhere comes the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer to yeah, just yeah. one rough shot and really clear everyone out. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing I wrote down here, um, you know, this match, I thought this was really good because there were dual matches, like, going on. Because um, we had what was going on in the ring, and then we had Kingston on commentary versus oh, Stevone. Like, just King- crushing him, wasn't he? Yeah, which was great. Just just line after line. Like, I've written a few down here. Oh, uh, give them to one me. where Kingston says, JR, control him. That was one of my favorite ones. <laughs> At some point, I forget who was doing this to who. He said, drop that knee, brother. Then instantly, on a dime, he was like, Stevone, shut up. <laughs> you know, Skiva wants to take this thing off the rails, you know, and Kingston keeps apologizing to JR for Yeah, Skiva. I loved that. Yeah, and I'm then, sorry, JR. I'm sorry, JR. And then he, he gets on Skiva and he's like, everyone's suffering during the pandemic. Like, just <laughs> shuts him down just constantly. And, and that dynamic, I loved. Eddie um, Kingston rules. Yeah, he, he, he snowboards on a bone, which is oh desecrating it. Yeah. He runs the bone. <laughs> he does. And, um, yeah, I thought that was great. Eddie comes to the ring, and then we see those plot lines converge. Yep. Um, and, you know, like, you know, JR and Skeevon were calling him a psychopath and stuff. And, like, it was a really involving of the whole production. And I thought, yeah. like, for being a main event, I think that's really kind of what you want, what you strive for. And I think next week's going to have all the fireworks. We know that, you know. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. But, like, this week I thought was uh, a great setup. 
Great setup. Yeah, and the Lance Archer stuff, interesting, but I guess it went back to when Archer threw uh, Kingston yeah. out of the Battle Royal earlier this year. But excited, again, like you said, it was compelling. Excited to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, quickly, let's run down the top five moments, starting yeah. with an honorable mention, Beaumont. What do you got? All right, so um, that graphic that they showed in the bottom left that had the um, colors of the ring yep. attire for each of the wrestlers and their name, that's very boxing. But yeah, that reminded me of MMA, too. Like, I watched, had an MMA phase of my life, and yeah, very sim. And I'd never seen it on Dynamite or yeah. in wrestling, and it looked nice. It was crisp. Well, it's crisp. It's very sporty. It kind of helps, you know, sell the whole sports side of it. And for somebody like me, it just helps, you know, I'm getting to know these wrestlers a little exactly. better. Exactly, yeah. And it helps me at least, you know, it reminds me. Yep. You know, without you having to tell me all the time. So. Yep, good yeah. stuff. My number five moment was having back-to-back -back weeks of, very solid, very good women's matches. Yeah. As we just mentioned last week, the outstanding match between Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, your girl for the NWA World Championship. Yeah. And this week, uh, Hiraku Hikaru Shida defeating Anna Jay. Uh, we just dug into it, but what do you got to say? Um, <laughs> we don't go down by the bay and make things out of clay. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to do Outside that. of that, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. You know, Anna Jay had the heelish obstruction you mentioned last week. Mm -hmm. You know, had that going on, and it was the most obvious. You know, this one was a little bit more plot-heavy than last week. Um, that makes two losses for the Dark Order this week. Yeah. Um, so you, um, you think that they're probably going to be making a comeback in the next And week. when is Mr. Brody Lee coming back? Yeah. So you, know, that, that could, that you could haven't be. really seen much of him since you've dove in, and he's been awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that sounds like it's ripe for next week. We need him back. Yeah. Number four, I have the top flight encore. Um, yeah. Just against, I, they made my honorable mention last week, but they had to be in the top five this week. They just look great. Again, yeah. I know you're disappointed with the result, but the wins will come as long as they keep putting on these excellent performances. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I completely agree. Good shit. Number three, the Brain Buster Boys dream match. Hangman Adam Page versus John Silver. Just all of it. Yeah. It was great, including the post-match stuff where Hangman was seemingly intrigued because, yeah. you know, Silver brought up, or it was more Evil Uno, really, who was talking, like, all your friends have left you. Like, we want you here. We want to welcome you. And you could see that kind of, like, interested look in Hangman's eye. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're going to be dragging this out. I hope they drag this out for a bit. But very intrigued to see where, the, where they lead us. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Number two, the Taz and Cody segment, including yeah. the reveal of Taz's son, Hook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but just, just this, this reminded me of Attitude Era stuff. Just the passion, the realism. Right. The sheer realism. Like, it was just awesome. Like, and Taz saying what he said off mic, like, you're pathetic. Like, how yeah. could you, like, it just felt real and great. And maybe there, there probably is some sense of realism to sure. it as well. Like, man, but I can't wait to see where this goes. It's yeah. obviously going to be a big feud between Cody and the Nightmare family against Team Taz. But, when does Hook arrive? Is Gotta be me next with week. him? Gotta. Where's Rufio? Let's get all the gang together. Yeah. But <laughs> good shit. So my number one moment was the John Moxley silhouette attack promo thereafter. Yeah. Final attack in the ring. Yeah. Just all of it. Um, which we wanted to kind of take a moment to really uh, hype up this match, to preview this match. Yeah. So. Given that this was my number one moment of the week, let's just springboard right into it. Next week, December yep. 2nd, winter is coming, which is still kind of a geek. 
uh, AEW world champion John Moxley to defend against Kenny Omega. The biggest match in Dynamite history. Rematch of last year's unsanctioned match, which went 38 minutes and wow. brutal, a lot of blood. Uh, but Kenny said last night he wants to keep it between the ropes. He said, no chairs, no weapons, none of that bullshit. Beat me in the ring. Mm. I can't wait. Beaumont, as the more outside observer, you know, you've been in this for you know a month and a half or so. I want to hear your thoughts on all this before I give mine, because this is this is a huge one. What yeah. do you got? Yeah. Um, so if I if you if you haven't been watching this at all, I think someone's going to watch it and have no knowledge of these characters. You know, someone's going to watch it and think watch this promo maybe the last two weeks and thinks Moxley's going to win. Mm-hmm. But again, he's been the champion for so long, and he's beaten Kenny before. Since that late February, beat, yep, he yeah, got the him, win last year. Yeah, him beating Kenny again would do nothing for AEW's premier storyline. Mm-hmm. So something has to change, and I think you know, most people, you know, I've talked to you about this, you know, off the air. You know, I've talked or I've seen people on Twitter. Most people think Kenny's going to win. I think the big question. Um, and the really interesting development here that we could, that I think needs to be speculated about is uh, who's going to help him steal it from Moxley. Yeah. Who was the be- attack? Who was the attacker? Cause well, that that's what I've been thinking. Who was the attacker? And is that person going to help in this match? Yeah. And I think, or is Kenny more, you know, which would be more impressive. Will he just beat him cleanly one, two, three in the middle of the ring, which I think is very possible. I think but the is. way the story's been going, it kind of seems like someone's going to get involved. But I will say, like, AEW in big matches hasn't done a lot of bullshit interferences, really? things like that. Mm. But I feel like this could be a time for it. But I personally would rather see Kenny beat him cleanly. Like, just show, yeah. like, this is who you You are the best bout machine. You are the best wrestler in the world. Go out and fucking prove it, Ken. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I do – I. Do you think they wouldn't bust out the cleaner as much as they have if he's not going to engage in some obstruction and fuckery and, and whatnot? Um, so the cleaner character is interesting because the early part of it, yeah, Kenny was more the straight heel and yeah. would have other Bullet Club members get involved in his matches frequently. But uh-huh. the more he went on in New Japan and the better he got, he, he cut the bullshit, but he was still the cleaner, which kind of turned into the best bout machine. But it'll it'll be interesting to see what we like. It's it's compelling. I can't yeah, wait. I don't is, know. Who do you think the attacker is? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, so you'd mentioned you'd heard rumors of someone that started with a K. That was probably Kenta. Kenta, so yeah. Kenta mm-hmm. is in New Japan, and Kenta holds the briefcase to challenge for the United States Championship. Yeah. who is John Moxley, but he hasn't been back in Japan yeah. since the pandemic. So he's able to work in Japan as well as AEW. Right. Certain guys have it in their contracts. So Moxley is the IWGP United States Championship, yeah. which Enta has the rights to hold. But this is more of a pipe dream from fans. There's long been this discussion of the opening the forbidden door between AEW and New Japan. Right. You know, a lot of fans, myself included, who wouldn't want to see – a show where new Japan guys can go against AEW guys or some of that or vice versa. Like it would be a dream, but we're probably not quite there yet. But if it is Kenta, Holy shit, that is a uh, big news for that potential relationship. Um, so behind but, Kenta, who's second most likely you think? 
Well, I'm not even going to say Kemp is most likely. That's just mm. one of the rumors. But right. I mean, Hangman had been rumored, but I, it doesn't seem likely. At not this, not after not after this week. Not after you know the Dark Order plot. That would just be too much plot to like keep on this character right exactly. now. Exactly. There's yeah. no need for like, the Hangman Kenny chapter is over for now. You know, like it doesn't mm. seem like that's possible. I mean, the young bucks are potential because they're aligned with Kenny, but that doesn't seem to fit where they're headed right now at all. So I don't yeah. think that makes any sense. I mean, I think the most logical thing is it's going to be someone outside the company that's debuting would be yeah. my guess, like a new person. Um, because I'm miffed. I really have no clue on the current roster, like who would make sense to do that, you know? Yeah. If anyone has any good ideas on Twitter, tweet it at us. Yeah, we would love to know yeah. your legit predictions. Yeah. Don't, don't give me any bullshit. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's been compelling, awesome. I can't, you know, I've thrown out all the superlatives. Um, I agree with you. Kenny, I think Kenny is going to win. It yeah. wouldn't make sense for Moxley to win again. He's had a hell of a reign. He's done everything. Um, and even if Kenny wins, John will probably get a rematch at some point. Oh, yeah. And like you said last week, he, it's time for him to do, like, other things without the belt. And he can do exactly. other and great if, things, like you said last week, without the and belt. And Kenny is someone that so, everyone's wanted to see on top here in AEW because he was legitimately the best wrestler in the world there for a while in New Japan. But he won seven-star matches. Yeah. Uh, and as Kenny said, this whole buildup, I'm going to reassume that spot. And Moxley, show show me who everyone thinks you are because he hasn't seen it. Yeah. So it's just fucking great storytelling. It's been long-term storytelling over a year. Um, and I just cannot wait to see it play out. I imagine it's on TV, so I don't know. how. I bet it's going to be close to a 30-minute match. Yeah. Um, but, man, I am just – I can't fucking wait. A Turner Thanksgiving, Beaumont. Yeah. Talk us through the concept here. What are we going to be All doing? Right. We are going to compare Turner's Sterling flagship Staunch. programs. Wonderful. Outstanding. Uh, wonderful t um, artifacts of storytelling. Oh. Uh, to uh, oh. common Thanksgiving menu items. So uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to do, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But first we have to talk about, we have to determine a um, control a subject here of uh, Thanksgiving items. So we we're going to what's going to be on the average Thanksgiving plate that we're going to use to compare to these wonderful. Correct. Shows. So yeah. we're going to start by just talking through our plates and what mm -hmm. our plates look like, and then kind of go from there and let you know what the full menu is going to be today. All right. Let's so see. I'll start. I'm a pretty traditional Thanksgiving guy. Um, I always get turkey, obviously, both white and dark meat. Got to yeah. love them both. Sure. Um, I am not a ham guy. We do not have ham at our Thanksgiving. We have ham at our Thanksgiving. We save that Constantly. for Christmas and Easter. Always ham. But it's of course, I us. have the mashed potatoes, yeah. the corn, the stuffing, mm. and the rolls. And sure. gravy pretty much slathered all over everything. Oh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. And I'm someone who kind of mixes it all together. Yeah. I'm not That's a... That's why you should. And you get those big oval-shaped plastic oh, plates or oh, those yeah. paper plates, right? You know, the ones that can fit it all. But it, they really can. And then top it off with some pumpkin pie for me. So, Hot. little quick recap: turkey, hey, or, hey, or, hey, or, blowing it. Turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, stuffing, pumpkin pie, and rolls is my plate. Beaumont. Well, we have chips and dip before firsthand. Okay. We have this big basket of chips and this big thing of dip, and I swear we each eat about a thousand calories of chips and dip beforehand. Hell then yeah. Then we have turkey, light and dark. We have the ham. Strong. So we have mashed potatoes, um, stuffing. We usually have green beans, like cooking some sort of weird bacon sauce, yeah. corn, some kind of casserole that involves corn, 
green beans, some weird shit. Yes. We have something called seven layer salad. Yeah. All right. And it's basically, <laughs> um, my mom, she makes it. And it's really good. It's, um, you know, a bunch of like green onions and sour cream and lettuce and bacon and uh, cheese. And it's all layered. Seven layers. Yeah, yeah, seven layers. Yeah. And it's really good. But the thing is, it lasts like a day. And oh, then that so lettuce you, you is like oh yeah it. oh yeah and then that lettuce is like you know Cashed. seaweed yeah you know it's disgusting and then, and then we got baked beans okay which wow. makes no sense to me because yeah. it's in a English breakfast and it's in a barbecue but it's like it has no business being in a thing it really doesn't but it's at ours yeah um and we have mac and cheese and I always think that's for like the five or the six year olds yeah you know yeah. it's like for we the, may have that as well I I can't because I typically don't get it, but, it, well, yeah. it well, like it's well, just well, kind of like you know. Like, it knows it's here, but it's just kind of like... It's just chilling. Yeah, it just doesn't really have any way to relate to the others. Um, we have our cranberry sauce, of yep. course. Rolls. Oh, yeah. We have pumpkin pie. And then I, I got one, one last one. We have something called strawberry pretzel salad. You ever heard that of that? That sounds dope. Oh, no. it's, it, it's literally pretzels and, like, Cool Whip and then strawberry jello. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's... And it's... And it's served with the main dishes. It is not a dessert. Hell yeah. yeah it is Love served that. like right with the main dishes. It, it's always like right before you go fill up your drink full of like Pepsi or sweet tea. Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. Oh, man. Have to. <laughs> and I think not, one of the Star Wars Pepsi. One one item we didn't mention, I don't believe, is sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. At our Thanksgiving, I, again, I typically don't indulge. It, it, but It's at ours too. I feel like you have to pick one potato. Yeah. It's so the point of the game, hot potato. We've been. <laughs> We've been talking about this for a couple days now, and we really dialed it in earlier this uh -huh. evening. We're recording here on Tuesday evening, uh, November 24th, two days prior to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, we've agreed on a few of these. We didn't want to spoil our picks for each other. We wanted fun banter to uh, stem to and evolve. To carry you through, mm -hmm. to bust your brain, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. We really got to work that in a little more. So we'll start with the turkeys. We're separating turkey by white and dark. Which you should, right? Both of us actually agreed that we like dark. I like but, dark meat better, but, but... But that we understand the vast majority of people at our Thanksgiving, and we assume listeners and people out in the world. And, like, like prefer that. the white, but mm -hmm. they're incorrect about that. But like you Absolutely. said, the white is like... It's the staple of the brand of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's what it's supposed to be. So with that, our white turkey is NBA on TNT. Yep, and the, the flagship program of uh, Turner itself. The Turner tent pole. Well, if you ask who the, the tent. Well, if you ask um, who the tent poles within the tent poles are, you would say Ernie Johnson. Kenny the Jet Smith, Shaq, Charles Barkley, and Shaq. And I think we mentioned that on episode one. Yeah, actually. yeah, and yeah. It, it holds true. They are the we've used the term the fulcrum of yeah. the network of the family here no and it's why people watch tnt i mean let's be honest i mean like i feel like most people out like your average person who is easily not listening to this bullshit right now <laughs> uh, probably turns into tnt <laughs> for the NBA, or and it's probably for the NBA plus. It's probably some old yeah, white playoff. It's some old white. There's dude. no defense in There's this some, game. Some old grumpy white dude, like I ain't no watching the NBA. All they can you do know, is shoot. They can just shoot. No LeBron it's, play defense. I, I, I prefer college ball. Yeah, that's a real game down yeah. there. So like you know, but the NBA, uh, you know, when it far surpasses any coverage on ESPN, ABC, like they do it so well, it's incredible. Like yeah. those guys, the men, the guys you mentioned, well, are just and, incredible. and like they're much more memorable more than memorable. example. They're much more memorable, for example, than the ESPN crew. But turkey, dark meat, A E W dynamite, oh. baby. 
but yeah, th this is why we're here, Beaumont. And yeah. as we both said, we prefer the dark meat. And this is why this show exists. This is why we're here. Uh, yeah, this it was really a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is a choice that aligns with kind of like A, our taste, B, while we're doing this entire podcast and this segment to a smaller degree. Um, and like, it's juicy. I don't think we really need to say much more about AEW because we're going to be talking about it every week. And we course, got a yeah. big plate to go through here. But yeah. you mentioned Juicy, and I just want to give a, a shout-out to our boy, Mr. Juicy, Gino Ooh. Gambino, Gino. who you're going to learn more about in the coming weeks. Well, big time. We'll just leave it at that. We love you, Gene. <laughs> Ham. As we mentioned, not at my Thanksgiving, but it is a relatively common Thanksgiving staple. Um, so what do we got here for the ham? March Madness. March, March Madness. Madness. Relatively <laughs> new to the new to the Turner tent. Oh yeah, it was, you it know, was last it, five it was, six years. It was almost yanked under by its shirt collar. It was like you got to be here. Yeah, you know, it for was some reason they they had to have it. Uh, really, has kind of made True TV uh, somewhat of a popular net, not popular, but garnered oh, some popularity. Ha, ha, like when you look up like how many people search for. What channel is True TV in March Madness? During March, it yeah. spikes so hard. Big moment yeah. for the impractical jokers who we're going to get to, yeah. as they are the the tent of True oh, TV. Oh, oh yeah, they, they, yeah, they're, they're a stake when it comes to Turner, but they're the tent pole of True. They're, they're keeping like, it up. They have they have the one, they're the one tent pole. Oh yeah. yeah, and it didn't even happen last year. So sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Haha, <laughs> but for real, it's um, great. Yeah. It's not as good as NBA for sure. That's a no debate. Yeah. Come at me, I don't give and, a shit. And, 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 People get salty when their teams lose, and him salty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. And this is a, a program that we have not yet seen, but we do plan to dive into, and that is Snowpiercer. Yes, yes. And, like, I guess the reason we do that is um, Parasite, obviously. Um, Tremendous I, I, film. I forget. Um, what's the name of the director? Oh, the director's name is uh, Bong Joon-ho from South, from South Korea, a Korean guy. And, um, you know, we both liked that movie, and he did Snowpiercer, uh, the film which stars Chris Evans. Um, but And the show has Jennifer Connelly, I think, is Sean Bean in it? Sean Bean. He and it, and it has, Sean Bean's it, it, it has the guy from Hamilton, David Diggs. Okay, yeah. That fellow. So big cast here. They're hyping it big on the network, That's and Snow kind of looks like mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, so now we're getting into territory where we largely have not discussed these. Um, well, well let's get into the next one that we did agree on, and that is corn. Okay. And that is CNN. And why is that, Beaumont? Well, it's got the essential. Like, it has everything that is in everything else in your Thanksgiving dinner. Salt. There's, like, salt. There's butter. You know, it's been boiled, probably, <laughs> at some point. Um, and but the thing that's different about it is you don't digest it at first. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hit the drums there. Um, Classic CNN. So next up is gravy, and my gravy pick is Shack Life. Mine too. Hell yeah, yeah! brother! Because Shack is on. He's on top of everything, baby. He's upstairs dictating it all. He's out there. He's backstage at Dynamite. He's on NBA on TNT. He's DJing. He's doing whatever he wants. And like my plate, like I said, I put gravy on fucking everything. And I mix it all together. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. This one was an absolute no-brainer for me. It Shack Life, which, real quick, I have seen on after Dynamite before. Yeah. So could be a future review oh, of ours. Oh, man, that's exciting. Um, same reason for me, very similar. Um, it's the connecting fiber of your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yep, like, whenever yep. you look at that big oval-shaped paper plate and, like, you 
have eaten about half of everything. Like you can see, like the brown, like just stuff, seeping out, just everywhere. seeping in. But 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 it's like an amoeba. It's like reached out and it has infiltrated the flavor of all other items. And that's why I yeah. said this happened to me probably four or five years ago. I just said fuck it and I just started putting gravy on everything yeah. rather than letting it seep Agreed, because I yeah. know it's gonna get there anyway. Well, the Stuffing. I have got the impractical jokers, or as we like to call them now, the impractical jokesters. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, John Silver. And your pick? American Dad. American Dad. So I went with stuffing because they really stuff you full of the impractical jokesters, oh, yeah, you, don't you know, they? Yeah, you you see a lot of commercials on TNT, TBS, and if you're watching, the only reason you're watching True TV is for Impractical Jokers. Yeah, well, I, I would actually like to see like how many people know who they are, but have never seen an episode. But there's a lot of people. Uh, probably, yeah, and I'll yeah. tell you, I've watched many episodes because sometimes it's just on, and it it is pretty funny from time to time. Sometimes I think they like really like do things that like harass or scare people. That yeah, I'm just like they can, guys are kind of they dicks. can cross a line, but yeah. it's relatively entertaining. But mm -hmm. and also for me, stuffing is a key part of my play. And I think if we're talking the Turner and Tarp, sure, yeah. the Impractical Jokesters, they got to be there. Yeah. And they're, I, they're in the center for me. So No, I completely, like, I think that's a very good pick. I like American Dad for similar reasons. There's, like, a ton of it. Yep. You know, yep. like, backlog. Like, yep. stuffing is pretty similar. Like, your parents usually buy, like, the Betty Crocker. You know, stove top. Yeah. Stove top is a classic oh, in yeah. our house. Yeah, they don't want to think about it too much. They want that to be the easy thing to make because everything else you got to use, like, real vegetables. Although I will you say know, we've yeah. always, and especially since my grandma passed away, we still use her stuffing oh, recipe, dude, yeah. which is a nice homage. And, like, with American Dad, with the backlog, you can easily just get stuffed chalk full <laughs> of it. <laughs> Cranberry sauce. cranberry sauce. Yeah, cranberry <laughs> sauce. So, I got my cranberry sauce pick is claws. Mine too, <laughs> dude. Like, ah! so my reasoning. I typically don't eat cranberry sauce, but it's definitely a popular Thanksgiving item. Yeah, uh, claws. I'm. I've seen the commercials. They hype it up. Actually, we looked before the show. It has a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, like, it's definitely got some reputation. Um, but yeah, that's basically the reason. And it's, yeah, that, that it's in a salon and just cranberries just kind of of all this reminded me of a salon. Yeah. So what do you got? Pretty similar. Yeah. Um, claws here. And I, and what I wrote like just straight up on my computer, I think really is claws. It's rated really high, but you don't know if you'll like it on everything. There you go. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. The next one. And we are going to have a difference here is casserole. Pick your poison of your casserole. I've got American Dad here. All right, I gotta go Big Show. Oh wow, I can't wait to hear that. So I've got American Dad here because I typically don't eat a casserole uh -huh. on Thanksgiving. They're present, uh, but like American Dad, you know it's gonna be there. You know what it is. Mm. You might get a few laughs out of it, but yeah. it's not essential. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I picked the Gold Big Show because it's full of whatever the fuck. Ah, like it's just very like all nice. sorts of just yeah, weird shit I like crammed that. in there. I really like that. You know, actually. and it's like if you're like the person who is like, oh, you're tasked with bringing the green beans, or you get your tasked with bringing something. It's like, oh yeah, I can slam just a bunch of stuff. Throw it all into, together into yeah. a bake pan and Cody, and throw Snoop Dogg, Rosario yeah. Dawson. Oh, yeah. And this God. is Go Big Show premiering on TNT January seventh. Yeah, and, and you need to watch it. We'll be reviewing it. Yeah, we'll put a gun to your head. <laughs> and we'll also put a gun to your head. For some rolls. Ooh. Like, 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 that's probably what people, I think, get the second most stuff done after the chips and dip. So, my rolls pick 
is Tacoma FD. Ooh, my, mine's impractical jokes. I've, I figured yeah, it would yeah, be, yeah, and yeah. in my reasoning, I've not seen Tacoma FD, but it's uh, about it's the guys from Super Troopers. They're yeah. firemen. Bro- in broken this lizard, one. broken lizard, broken lizard. Yeah. And I just imagined those guys as cops and goofing off like they did in Super Troopers and just eating a bunch of rolls, like you know, like their donuts or something. Yeah. But that's really all I got here. I, to be honest, like rolls are essential for me for Thanksgiving, yeah. so, but this is one that I just kind of thought was funny and uh, made a little bit of sense. And, uh, and but give me yours, because this is going to be good. Well, well, same thing, same thing, you know, kind of with your stuffing. It's like, it is so easy to get Impractical Jokers, get, like, each little episode. We could have flip-flopped put, these you know, stuffing and rolls, Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, put butter on it and just, like, just toss them down. Slather it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw it, them back. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, if you eat four of them, you're done. Yep. You know, you're just cash. All right. Uh, sweet Potatoes. Exciting. I've got the last OG with Tracy Morgan, or the last Aug, as we were calling it. I've got full frontal with Savannah <laughs> B. <laughs> so I have not seen the last Aug, but Tracy Morgan, we know who he is, and just I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of sweet potatoes, and mm. I don't really eat sweet potatoes, but they're decent, and yeah. Tracy Morgan's pretty decent. They're also yams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go yam. But um, here's the thing: I've seen videos of full frontal. Like, the one time she called um, Melania Trump something, like, you know, or, or, or Ivanka Trump something, you know, and uh, it reminds me of The Daily Show, which is where Samantha Bee came from, and uh, it's like potatoes. You know what potatoes are, but they're sweet. Yep. You know, th- it's a known quantity, but just with an added twist beyond the mashed potatoes or the or your average potato. You know, it's like a main course, but a little different. For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, full frontal, I think the clips I've seen are funny. Yeah. Are main course worthy. But yeah, it's touch different. So we're going to head into dessert here, and then we'll have one bonus item for you. So pumpkin pie. Oh, the I, average dessert. Yeah, yeah the average dessert. What you I, I got the the Go Big Show here. All right, I got Tacoma FD here. Okay. I'm glad that the, the three that we couldn't we're, fit yeah. like, are, are common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. I, the, I didn't pick Full Frontal, and was there one? You didn't pick Shack I, no, no. I, I didn't pick the OG. The OG. Yeah, the last Aug. Yeah. There, so are three that, there, Shack there are three together that we didn't pick. Which I do have some dark horses here that we'll share, but let's do pumpkin pie. So pumpkin pie, go yeah. big show. Uh, I'm excited about it. I know, like, it's going to be probably kind of dumb, but uh, I love Snoop. Cody's tight. I'm a big Rosario Dawson fan. Burt Kreischer, that host, I could take him or leave yeah. him, but it's going to be weird and insane, and I'm just excited. And usually after a nice Thanksgiving meal, I get excited about a piece of pumpkin pie. But again, like, it's just. It's going to have just a lot of lot going on, slather the whipped cream on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, out of all the sense of humors here, I thought this was the spiciest. Like the one that's the most outside of the norm. Okay. You know, uh, and uh, here's the thing. It's like, you know, sometimes I have room for dessert on Thanksgiving. Sometimes I don't. And like yeah, whenever I true. do, it's like leaving the TV on for like the next like program to appear, which is usually something like Tacoma FD. Yeah, yeah. You know, something I dig I'm it. like never gonna watch beforehand. I dig it. But so our bonus item here. Let's do it. And I'll let you I'll let you take the reins on this one. It's mac and cheese. And it's obviously Conan. The turncoat. The Turner turncoat. Yeah, you know. Um, Here's the thing about, or I'll, I'll, instead of mac and cheese, I'll call it Max and cheese. Oh, hell yeah. Because yeah. he's HBO Max. Oh, he's just way Max. And it's like, 
it's there. Like, somebody made it and brought it because it's easy to make because you can make it out of a stupid fucking box. But, um, it, and, and water. Yeah, Like, water. literally, that's it. Water. Or, or just, like, melt a big block of Velveeta. Like, nasty shit. Blah. But, um, it's there technically, but it's not really a Thanksgiving food. Just like Conan O'Brien is not really under the Turner tarp anymore. Yep. It's disappointing. So that's a hell of a meal for you here. Might as well put pepper on the mac and cheese water. But yeah, our four dark horses, um, the things that oh, I mentioned yeah. we had for Thanksgiving, and I got some hilarious quotes here. Uh, Seven-layer salad is the alienist because it goes bad after two days. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Next. Chimpsum dip is going to be miracle workers. <laughs> I don't know too much. Is that the Daniel Radcliffe one? Oh, yeah, it's one? the Daniel Radcliffe one about, like, the, in the different eras, how the different angels are there. Okay, yeah. You know, it looks Chip, pretty lame. Well, yeah, it looks pretty lame, but, like, chips and dip, they've, like, persisted throughout time. And in all reality, if you fill yourself up on chips and dip and Thanksgiving, then you're that's, just a bum. Yeah, that's really lame. No, yeah, like, that really I sucks. Love it. Like, like, you're, like, like, you do that when you're eight. Yeah. You know. Uh, baked beans is animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and then I'll have made the OG the strawberry pretzel salad. Hell it, yeah, I'll it looks, take that. Because it looks good, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I can't wait to eat this meal. I can't wait to indulge in this program. Oh, I've already had five Impractical Jokers already. Oh, you know, baby, I'm, I'm baby. Stuck. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all we got for now. Um, we hope you and yours have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, anything to add here, Beaumont? Be good, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. We love you. You're wonderful. You're the best. Be good. Bye. I said Stay twice. safe. <whistles> night, night. <whistles> Tight. This is real. We got it at 37, but I mean, that's good. Yes. We're hot. Hey, hey. We're hot. Hey, hey. We're hot. Hey, hey. Oh, hot boy. This is just the start. This is just the start. And that's going to be our cold opening. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, yeah. yeah, that's then that'll be it. Yeah.